and welcome to the Rookies F1 podcast. <laughs> My name is Clo Ho 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 Hoey. <laughs> and I've been a casual fan of Formula One for the past eight seasons. Sat opposite me is Rachel. <laughs> no, you didn't read that properly. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sat opposite me is Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been a fan since the start of this season. In this podcast, we'll be having a good old natter about all things Formula One, chatting about all the happenings in F1 and getting confused over the many technical regulations. Disclaimer, our engineering knowledge is very, 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 very limited. Did you like my little edit to the introduction script, Chloe? <laughs> I didn't even realise until we started recording and I was like, I've got to commit now. Oh dear. I did that, I did that um, earlier, I did that this morning. <laughs> well, I hope everyone appreciates the um, Christmas puns. <laughs> <laughs> I do, at the very least. Because it's one December person. now. Do you remember the 6th of December <laughs> or 7th when it comes out or different day depending on when you're listening? It might not even be December if you're going into the backlog. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> so this weekend, last weekend was the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix pretty boring overall really. <laughs> I don't even I put it with France I don't even know where to begin genuinely <laughs> we could just not <laughs> <laughs> we could just ignore it <laughs> pretend it didn't happen I can't even genuinely this was oh I don't even know how to put it into words yeah because it's weird for me because my favourite track is uh, Baku and it's like Baku's a high-speed street circuit. Yes, I hated this. <laughs> I hated it. I, I did not enjoy. But you know who, who did enjoy, at least at the start of the weekend? Valtteri Bottas, which over his radio in FP1, he went, uh, F, this track is cool. <laughs> I don't want to have to censor myself later, so <laughs> I'll do it now. That was really the only notable thing in FP1. But the top five, I've got the top five for a reason from FP1, was uh, Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas, Gasly and Giovinazzi. Our guy, Gio, great weekend. <laughs> Our king, Giovinazzi. Oh, I'm so sad he's losing his seat. Prince, isn't he? Prince, yeah. King Is that him in the in the rookies law? <laughs> in the constitution, he is our prince. Latifi He's our prince. is our king. And Stroll is our lord. Have I got that right? Lord. Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, um But yeah, Geo P five in FP one. Nice to see. It's just annoying because like the last few races he's really been putting in some standout performances and I'm like Geo where was this at the start of the season <laughs> yeah yeah 
It feels like as well a lot of the time the um, Alfa Romeo strategy makes him look worse than he is, I oh, think. Oh gosh. Um, and sort of here, there wasn't really an opportunity for them to screw it up because of what happened in the race sort of dictated everyone's pit stops. It was, um, yeah, just a, a little bit of luck and showed that he's a, a decent driver. Anyway, FP2. Max, um, over the radio while talking to Red Bull, I can't remember the exact radio message, but he indicates them basically that uh, they he's willing to sacrifice the long runs to practice more quality laps. Like, that's the gist of what he was inferring. Which was interesting, because you could see that Red Bull were obviously focusing a lot on qualifying, and obviously thought that that's where you needed to focus on, not the not the race. Hmm. Um, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Big moment at the end of the session uh, when Charles crashed at turn 23, brought out a red flag. I wonder if we'll see another crash at turn 23 at any point of this weekend. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Maybe in the race. <laughs> um, but yeah, that stopped the session because that was near the end of it. Shunt. Which, Big yeah, high and speed luckily it was alright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the his car didn't look alright, but somehow it did the next day. Quite amazing. Well done, Ferrari mechanics. There must be nothing worse than being a mechanic. You know, you've had a long day, it's the evening, the car goes out, and then it just gets broken into bits. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I was going to go home and watch some Netflix, but now I'll spend all evening in the garage. <laughs> Yeah, especially this. when it's like the end of the season. Oh God. And it's like you're not really got new parts, you're trying to use what you have and it's more about fixing it there and then and I know it's oh, just one of those things, but if I was a driver and I did that to my crew, I'd be I'd feel so guilty. <laughs> By the more quality streets. Oh, you're all getting you're all getting selection boxes this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring in bring in two tubs, bring in a, a quality street tub, a celebrations tub and just say everyone can pick two sweets. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um but yeah, the um top drivers for that session, I've got the top four. It was Hamilton, Bottas, Gasly and Verstappen. So this time Max wasn't top three, but you know, don't don't really matter, does it? It doesn't. No. <laughs> FP3, there was oh, nearly a very nasty accident. Very nearly a very nasty accident between Hamilton and Mazepin. And for once, it wasn't Mazepin's fault. Lewis's engineer did not get on the radio early enough at all to let Lewis know that Mazepin was coming up behind him. Luckily, Mazepin took avoiding action. And also, if you look at articles afterwards, it wasn't too bothered about it and was like, I don't want Lewis to get penalised for it. But that was a hundred percent, I would say, on the engineer and not on the drivers, because it's like blind corners. Like how? Oh no! But it was scary. It was scary. So this whole track's scary. <laughs> Where's the lie? Like it is ridiculously tight. There is nowhere to yeah. hide. Exactly. Top five for that session was Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez, Sonoda. And Gasly, Yuki, our boy, future race winner. Let's go. I do think that Yuki has to replace Geo in the pod squad next season. I just think he fits. We can do that. We can we can do that. Mm-hmm. 
like like Geo will always be a member, but like there has to be three active F1 drivers. Geo can represent the Formula E side because we know loads about Formula E. This is such an exclusive group, and I was just thinking, <laughs> like, what are the qualifications to join? <laughs> I don't even know. It just it just, just a vibe. feels it's right. Just a vibe. <laughs> It is the vibe. The vibe is right. If you haven't okay. got the vibe, you're not in, I'm afraid. It's just how it is. Um, but yeah, between free practice three and quali, Lewis did get called to the stewards for two incidents, not just one, but two incidents. First was disrespecting double-waved yellow flags, which had everyone scratching their heads of it because everyone was a bit like, where where's he do, where's he done that? Um, some people brought up something thinking it was double wave jealous, but that was white flags. And then we found out that it was when Lewis was on a flying lap and Yuki went off the track to let Lewis through. Um, at least that's what people thought. And then it ended up being that someone had accidentally pressed a button, so it went on one of the um, LED screens. There was no one physically waving a flag. It didn't go up on Lewis's thing. Lewis didn't even see it because he was past this screen <laughs> already. Someone had accidentally pressed it. So he there was no action taken in that one because Lewis had no fault whatsoever, which I think Red Bull got a bit like, uh, about. But it's so, yeah, they were like, it's not really different to Qatar. And I'm like, it is different. Sorry, this has been brewing up in me for like a couple of days. It is different to Qatar because there was no reason why there was a double yellow flag here in Qatar there was a man stood there waving the flag which is more important than any screen or anything the physical flag being waved because Pierre Blooming Gasly was going down the main straight with half a wing and one of his tyres going it's different Christian Christian it's different please <laughs> and then he was also called to stewards for impeding Nikita Mazepin and he got a reprimand and a £25,000 fine for the team. Wow. 25. Interesting thing is, if Lewis gets another reprimand in Abu Dhabi, um, he'll get a 10-place grid penalty. <laughs> oh, wow. He's got to be on his best yeah. behaviour then. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <sighs> right. Right. On to qualifying. How were you feeling before qualifying? Bit nervy, not gonna lie. However, I was in London all day. Thought I was gonna miss it. Got to watch it at the very last minute, so that was fun for me. Mm. But yeah, bit nervy going so, into it. Yeah, I think qualifying wasn't a nervous thing because it's like these guys are all doing fast laps, trying to drive on the limit, the walls are there, and then there was a big deal of traffic <laughs> because... All weekend there'd been a problem of people slowing down, especially at the end of the lap and, you know, the director's notes trying to sort all that out. But I think there was a worry that there could be a crash or something big could happen. A red flag could come out. Someone could have their lap ruined by a slow moving vehicle. But we'll see. I shall describe it to you. <laughs> so Q1, it was really interesting because the track just kept getting better throughout the session. Like the track evolution was pretty massive. Which was a very interesting thing because it meant that I think teams had to balance track evolution and risk. Because obviously the longer you wait to put in your flying lap, obviously you, if you're the last one, you've got the best 
track evolution, but also if there's a red flag, you're done for. So it's interesting that I imagine teams were trying to balance that up. I also have a note that says traffic paradise in capital letters, because I remember at the end of who's I can't remember whose lap it was, but there was loads of people coming around to get a lap in right at the end. It was it was a mess, big old big old mess. Valtteri had a bit of an issue that he had an engine like a misfiring or something and as he was going into the pits his car stopped interesting to note i forgot to note this down but i've just remembered actually that valtteri had had to change his engine um between fp3 and quali i think because of fuel leak so they didn't have enough time to fix the engine so they put an old one in from the pool which that pool is very vast for valtteri (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that was a bit scary considering that it was Valtteri's 100th race for Mercedes and if he got into Q3 at Saudi Arabia, I almost said today, not today, if he got into Q3 at Saudi, he would be the third driver in history to get into the top 10 of qualifying 100 races in a row. Do you want to hazard a guess at who the other two drivers are that have done that? I'll give you a hint, they've both won championships. Are they more like... Because I'm thinking more recent-ish drivers. No, we're talking past, past, past. We're talking, we're talking, relatively in the past year. They're ve- very. They were in a. They were in a very famous rivalry. <laughs> Senna. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my I forgot his <laughs> name. Oh, this is so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Prost. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer am able to continue with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. It's okay, but yes, yeah, so Valtteri, it was very important that Valtteri got into Q3 because he has a 100% record at getting into Q3 at Mercedes. Love that for him. Um, and it'd be quite sad if he broke that on his 100th race for them and penultimate, penultimate, penultimate race for them. But um, spoiler alert, he didn't, he, he was fine. So yeah, going out in Q1 was Latifi, Vettel, Stroll, Schumacher and Mazepin. Aston Martins did not like this track. Oh my god. Terrible. Seb, Terrible for Seb them. Seb was quite surprised to find out he didn't make it out. <laughs> oh yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, they just... That car did not like this someone, circuit Someone tweeted something like, they went from the pink Mercedes to the greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so brutal <laughs> oh my gosh it was well, it was weird though because it really the car just really didn't like it and when you know how you have them aws stats like predicted qualifying like it basically had the aston martin as the second to worst car like they really just not not good but yeah those guys went out at q2 um at the start of q2 george was the only driver who, to go out on softs which is generally what I find Williams do. They don't even try <laughs> with the mediums. They're like, go. <laughs> but yeah, some cars eventually started putting on the softs. I can't remember exactly who, because I don't know if some of the people went out, but I know that Lando, spoiler alert, he qualified into Q3. I know that Lando qualified on softs and was the only driver who got into Q3 to actually do his fastest lap on softs. Everyone else did theirs on mediums. Uh, Carlos was not having a good time at all 
he had a bit of a bump which at first he thought he hadn't bumped anything but turns out he bumped his rear wing and then when he went through a flying lap again I think he had another bit of a bump so <laughs> really really not a good time for him which by the end of Q2 we had Ricardo, Raikkonen, Alonso, Russell and Sainz out Antonio Giovinazzi through to Q3 not only was he through to Q3 he went through to Q3 on mediums our guy um, there was a tiny bit of contact at the end of Q2 between Kimi and Valtteri which at first it seemed that Kimi was on a flying like based on the speeds it seemed that Kimi, Kimi was on a flying lap and then Valtteri was um slow on the racing line and sort of didn't leave enough space and Kimi went and sort of wedged in the tiny bit of contact turns out afterwards from what I've heard anyway Kimi was actually on an outlap or an inlap sorry can't remember one of them and it's like okay why why was Kimi going that fast then and it makes sense as to why you know there was not really an investigation or anything on Valtteri's end because it's like did he really do anything wrong yet Valtteri making it into Q3 makes 100% record for 100 races with Mercedes and Lando only driving to go through on softs already said that thanks Rachel Q3 I have <laughs> the notes are interesting for this one because it's just Lewis, you're making me nervous. That's really applies to the whole weekend. Um, Max asked, said he needed a tow at one point. Uh, little did he know he'd be getting it later, but not in the way he wanted. Um, I said, L I'm so stressed. And then I've got in capital letters, Max hit the wall at the end. Merc, front row, lock, put. I assume lock out, I meant. That was such a good lap until right at the end. Very good lap from Max, although people forget that he did brush the wall at the start, so it could have been better there. But then he um, locked up and tried to stay on the throttle and <laughs> dumped on the wall right at the end. You know, it, it, it could have been an amazing lap, but it wasn't. It could um, have been one of all-time greats. Like, the, the purple sectors, I was watching that in disbelief. If he had managed to complete it, that would have been insane. But it's a story of Max, really, isn't it? Just pushes the limit too much. <laughs> and he'll learn from this. He'll learn from it. Well, I hope so. I mean, he's never been in this situation before. He's never been this close to winning a championship before. And, I mean, yeah. it, that's what makes, still makes me laugh because... Um, yeah, what makes me laugh is that Red Bull and Max all the time are like, yeah, Max is chill and all that. And I'm like, you know, no matter what you say in the middle of the week in your lovely PR talks, neither Max or Lewis are chill. No matter what they're saying, there is no way. And if they are chill, then that's not good because you shouldn't be chill. You're on the brink of... Lewis is on the brink of beating the record. Max is on the brink of getting his first title. They should not be chill. They shouldn't... Like, when I see Max be like, oh, well, if I lose it, I'll just try and go for it next year. I'm like, no, you have the opportunity now. You should be passionate. And I assume they are, and I hope they are. But, like, I'm like, no, they shouldn't be chill. At least Max making this mistake, we can see that he's really going for it. He's giving it everything. Um, but, yeah, it's really the story of Max's <laughs> driving this weekend, isn't it? He sort of pushed it a bit too much oh, and dear. got a bit silly at the end. Um, So, yeah, that crash by Max made it a Mercedes front row lockout which was great for them and gave us a top 10 of 
Hamilton Bottas for stopping Leclerc. Good job, Shawl. Perez, Gasly, Norris, Sonoda, Ocon, Giovinazzi. Pierre Gasly once again qualifying P6. Solid, solid qualifying from he, him. He should change his driver number, really. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, that was qualifying. No penalties or anything in between that and the race, I believe. <coughs> uh, so over to you, my friend. <laughs> I bet you're excited about these notes. <laughs> So before we actually delve into the race, to keep with the Christmas theme, I'm going to sum it up very nicely in two flags, two full safety cars, four virtual safety cars, and a partridge in the pear tree. And that was the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, done. End of the episode. We'll see you next week. For real, though. Come back. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. I don't think... And not in not in a good way. <laughs> I don't... I mean, I don't... I, has anyone seen a race as bizarre? I don't think so. I mean, I I, Spa I this year maybe, was pretty bonkers, but, yeah, but Spa, Spa wasn't a race. Spa is only a race. <laughs> Spa is only a race to the FIA. <laughs> let's, let's make that clear. Spa was not a race. So, yeah. We've got a lot to get through, so... Let's take. Let's try and take ourselves back oh. to the first. I mean, starting grid. <laughs> I I can I can give you my reaction to the first start. <laughs> Do it. Go on. Let me let me find it. Give me a second. Do you wanna lights out and away we go? It. Okay. So. It's lights out and away we go and. Bottas, good start, good start, Bottas. They're shutting, yes, I'm sure I'm off. Yes, Valtteri! Valtteri Bottas! had a great start done. <laughs> that was my reaction to it. I was so ready for another Mexico to happen. So when Valtteri managed to shut Max off, I was just like, over the moon but i feel like that's my reaction to most races (laughs) there's no doubt that you're a Bottas fan (laughs) i will say as well because i have i have my reactions to other starts i was wanting lewis to win this one (laughs) in case you couldn't tell already me me and chloe i think i can speak for both of us when we're saying that we wanted lewis to win max in second lewis fastest lap point so we went on an equal equal points that's what we wanted so you know if we show a bit of bias (laughs) it's because we love the drama (laughs) but anyway from the first start the mercedes the teamwork there impeccable shut off max a very happy rachel (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we had a little incident between russell and stroll but that that wasn't a thing, yeah. no investigation. It was, it was a that. very clean. It was a very clean start. Considering in the grand scheme of things. Considering when you look back to the start of the F two race, which was horrific, oh my God. and uh, my yeah, thoughts go fun. to Enzo Fittipaldi and Teo Porsche because, yeah. I mean, I've heard that Teo is okay and Enzo has a broken right heel, but apart from that. They're pretty good, but yeah, that wasn't. It was seventy-two G crash. That was insane. Anyone that didn't, 
anyone that didn't watch and didn't know what went on, basically Teo Pocher stalled um, at the start and Enzo Fittipaldi went into the back of him. And now, to put a 72G crash into uh, context, I believe Max's at Silverstone was 53Gs. And I can't remember the exact amount of Grosjean's crash at Bahrain, but I know it was more than Grosjean's crash as well. Like, it was a big crash. I remember a bit of bodywork of a car literally flying in the air and going into the pit lane. Like, it was, it was mad. That whole F2 race was mad, to be fair. It was, it, it was a... Because it was delayed. It was delayed to start with. So there was the initial yep. delay, and then that happened. And then obviously... So it was a red flag. F1 takes the priority... Yeah. And as time so was they getting had, on... Yeah, it was 20 minutes plus one lap when it eventually yeah. started again, except 10 minutes in, there was another red flag which put an end to the race. And at that point, like no one knew who was <laughs> the winner for a bit because obviously when there were th- like yellow flags had come up, so people had gone into pit, but then they put a red flag and were like, it's the end of the race. So it was like, okay, what happens now? But yeah, well done, Oscar Piastri, I guess, for winning <laughs> again. That second driver in F2 history, so as F2, to get four pole positions in a row. Do you know who the other one, other driver is who achieved that? No, I'm not even going to try. I could guess. <laughs> a good old Charlie. <laughs> Charlie the clerk. Aww. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, going into this race, everyone, I think, more nervous than usual. <laughs> but kept pretty clean from the get-go we had carlos making some very good overtakes considering he had such a poor qualifying yeah gasly despite having a fairly good qualifying seemed to struggle a little from the get-go with his brakes and i don't know what's new what's new there (laughs) what's new (laughs) um hamilton had quite a healthy lead quite early on um, with Bottas in P2 and then we had Bottas come onto the radio asking if Hamilton could just grow that gap just a little so he could have cleaner air the the front three were pulling away yeah yeah quite a bit weren't they from from the Charles and Checo battle yeah um, definitely behind them and then the first all looking good at that point wasn't it all looking good I was like all looking great do you know what I don't yeah. know why I was so worried. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this race will be all right. Maybe it'll be fine. Maybe it'll be fine. No. <laughs> Lap 12 is when we had the first bit of real drama. Poor Mick Schumacher straight into the barrier. Was it turn 23? Same as Charles yeah. from qualifying. Yeah. His, his back just went rear end. Just whoop. And it's, it's quite just a went. bizarre one as well because... I don't know. It just it went. It just went. Yeah. I think, you know what? Because this was like the start of it all going a bit downhill, I think we can blame everything that went wrong in this race on Haz for having a crappy car. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I think that's... I Yeah, that's it. Penalise Haz. <laughs> I think they're suffering enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please don't, don't penalise Haz. Just... Let them be. Anyway, that crash brought out the safety car. Now, this is when things got a bit interesting Mm. because the Mercedes both come in for their pits. They double stacked. Max decided to stay out, 
which at the which time was, it was smart was smart because he then took the lead of the race. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It was, you know, it was what it was. Well, no, right. But we at the time at the time were messaging <laughs> each other. Me and Chloe messaging each other, going, "Surely it's going to be a red flag. Surely there's going to be a red flag." But this safety car was out for a while. But I don't. Why did Mercedes double stack? Why did they not just in case? Because I'm. We could see it was a. After, like I know that Red Bull had to kind of do with Max yeah. the opposite of Lewis, but especially yeah. after Charles's crash, and then that session was red flagged because of the damage to the barrier. To me, it was obvious that barrier they can't continue the race with that barrier in that condition. Exactly. Um, and I think you know why? Oh, why did they just not leave one driver out? And it actually, that decision for Merck to double stack angered max one of the many things that angered max this weekend <laughs> he was an angry boy this weekend because <laughs> bottas arguably <laughs> slowed down Cheeky. quite a bit Cheeky bottas. <laughs> to enable that double stack to work cheeky move i thought it, i thought it was hilarious and i was like you know what it might be bad but i like a bit of cheeky bottas it's, i think uh... <laughs> if it wasn't for because so much happened if there wasn't for all of the drama that happened during this race, yeah. this would have been a bigger deal than what it was. <laughs> Maybe yeah, it could exactly. have been looked into or something, but with everything else going on, it was just completely... Oh, I feel like that was Valtteri's sort of weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, if, if everything else hadn't gone on, he might have been in a bit more trouble than he was. But, uh, he was just <laughs> chilling. Got forgotten about, really. Got forgotten about, like uh, Esteban later on. But yeah... The race was then red flagged. <laughs> so Max actually gained quite significantly there. Oh, hugely significantly. It meant that he could change his tyres under red flag and then restart P1, which Lewis right, that, was that, quite angry about. And the whole yeah, that begs a question. Yeah. What, what do you think about the red flag changing, tyres changing car parts how do you think about that rule because it's been over the season it's benefited both both um max and lewis so you know when when we give our answers we're not being biased in any way i feel like this is going to be this whole episode is disclaimer we're not hugely <laughs> we are neutral we're not hugely biased <laughs> you know i like i want lewis to win the championship but that's because paul deresta said he would get a hashtag 44 tattoo so you know i don't know it but I, I'm not. I'm not going to cry if Max wins. <laughs> it doesn't seem fair, especially in circumstances like mm. this, when it was a safety car that which then led on to a red flag. If it was, I don't. It's a difficult one. Um, yeah, because you think about like it was already a big enough thing for like the front of the race. But you think about someone like Lando, who it completely did over. You know, it does over someone like Carlos as well, who started on the hards and sort of had to in that moment, because I'm pretty sure they changed um, his tyres to mediums then, because it was like everyone else is changing their tyres because he was the only driver, I think, to start on hards. He can't take a pit stop later on when no one else is taking that sort of maybe, time. So it, it's Maybe it should be a rule or some... I mean, this would be really complicated to try and do. <laughs> if you did change your tyres under red flag you'd then have to sort of have 
I don't know how they'd do it. You'd have to have the 25 seconds or whatever the average for that track of a pit stop is. Add it on to your time and then try and slot it back you, in. Or you have to, uh, at some point in the race, you have to go through the pit lane. Or some, just something like that. Like, not, you don't have to stop, lane, but you yeah. have to go through the pit lane. I don't know. Because I know that Lando spoke about after the race, and obviously, you know, you could say that he would because he got hard done by this rule. But um, he was saying how he'd get rid of it and... Uh, I don't know, because I think with the safety car pitting, it's kind of strategic going in there because you are still losing track position, potentially. Whereas with a red flag, you don't lose anything at all. I don't know, it's just an intriguing rule. And we thought at that point, well, that that's that's it, maybe. That could be the championship over with one. Not over, but I can't you believe. know what I mean. I think I tweeted one red at flag. one point... <gasps> this red flag could decide the championship <laughs> yeah little did we little know did though we we'd, know. we'd only we'd only have to wait a minute <laughs> so the race was restarted on classified lap 15 so they're all back on the grid we had a good start from lewis but what well, can we say standing start. standing start yeah so it, and also, wasn't it between then was when Max was like, Lewis is more than 10 car lengths away. And they were like, yeah, the FIA were like, well, well, you can because it's not under safety car and do what he wants. Exactly. Um, but yeah, standing start. So a good I, start from Lewis. <laughs> Rachel's got her I have, reaction. I have my reaction if you want. I can't remember how this one went. Come on, Lewis. Yes, Lewis. Yes, Lewis. Yes, Lewis! King! King! <laughs> Max, Max, Max went off! Max went off! Max has got to give it back, surely! Surely! No! Perez! Oh my god! Max, Max got an advantage off the track, surely. Don't look at me like that. Surely! I'm looking at the camera when I'm saying that, it's a bit scary. Um, you summed that um, quite well, actually. <laughs> So, <laughs> so let's try and dissect it. Lewis had a good start. Yep. Max pushes him. Debatable, blah, blah, blah. And he went off the track. Surely. <laughs> Behind that, we had Perez being tagged by Leclerc. Yeah, that was an interesting little... Yeah, which ruined Perez's race. <laughs> Bless him, he was left standing yeah. around. I just think of him stood there. But it was it was interesting, you listen to Charles's radio and he says, I think I think Perez forgot about me there and it almost does look like it. Because he just sort of closes in on Charles. Um, yikes. But then that sort of sets off a bit of a chain reaction of... Yeah, and because of... Yikes. <laughs> a bit of a kerfuffle there, we had... Um, Mazepin, who drove straight up the back of George. <laughs> yeah, because I think George slowed down yeah. to get around that that happened, but I'm not sure if Mazepin had seen it or didn't have enough time and then went into the back and that was a nasty So that was accident. both George and Nikita out as well. So that's three drivers out in one start. <laughs> so then, because of all of that, guess what happened? <laughs> the red flag was brought back out but 
Esteban is is in a good place. Yeah, well, because it's sort of when that red flag came out, we had the order on on the track. I'm not saying this was like the order after, but the order on the track when the red flag came out was Max, Esteban, Lewis, Daniel, then Valtteri, I think. But Max had gone off the track, gained an advantage. That's what the FIA obviously thought. Um, which led to, I'm sure you've got notes on what transpired next. <laughs> we had some very interesting FIA deal or no deal going on. <laughs> deal or no deal. <laughs> I want to talk to the banker. <laughs> so basically, Red Bull were given the option. You start again, P3, or <laughs> it's going to the stewards. <laughs> Basically, well, they actually at first they said P two. Yeah, well, there's the whole because I'm pretty sure they forgot that Esteban was there. And then Red Bull was like, "Yeah, we'll start P two, being that we'll start behind Esteban." And then they were like, "Yeah, no." Oh wait, no. <laughs> it was a quite the kerfuffle, but because it was interesting because it wasn't like Esteban was um, in front before Max had gone off track to overtake. Lewis, but you can't punish a driver that wasn't involved. They couldn't say to Esteban, well, yeah, you've got to go behind both of them. So Esteban got to get back on pole. Very exciting. Also, you know, Esteban Ocon is a driver, besides from Max and Lewis, who's led the most laps this season. Love that for him. But yeah, that a lot of people, including myself, were like, the FIA are negotiating now, what's going on? But really, if it was a race, it would have just been them over the radio going, give the place back, otherwise you will be getting a penalty. That's all that transpired, yeah. basically. Anyway, yeah, much. after all of that, we went back to a standing start. Now, I was fuming they did a standing start, because I was like, if this goes wrong again... The sensible three. thing would have been a rolling start. <laughs> But when have they ever been sensible? Exactly. When have the FIA ever been sensible? We had the standing start number three. Rachel, have you got your reaction? Yeah. I think this one's less exciting. <laughs> Come on, Lewis. Good start. Please. No, Max. No, Max. No, Max. Very weird noises. (laughs) (laughs) I was. (laughs) I just did not want the championship ended at this, (laughs) at this race. I was determined that it was going to Abu Dhabi. (laughs) So, Max took the lead from Esteban because it was like Esteban didn't have a great. It wasn't like he didn't have a great start, but he was obviously looking out for his own interests. He wasn't Esteban, I think, was focused on Lewis. And because of that, it allowed Max just to go... Um, (laughs) Hamilton kind of got sandwiched. He had a bit of damage to his front wing. 
um, between the two cars. But then yeah. he was able to get Esther Bank. Nothing significant that affected No, exactly. So that was around lap 16. Lap 20, we had Max complaining of a lack of power. That wasn't anything too significant. It was just yeah. his battery topping up. Um, and then lap 23, bless him, Yuki hit the barrier. <laughs> his front wing came well, off. Wasn't it like he, him and Seb had yeah. a bit of a tangle? Yeah, he had a bit of contact with Seb. Um, oh, Yuki was doing was so well. Oh, no. His brakes were on Future fire. Future race winner. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were. <laughs> they were literally on fire. I was like, if that was me, I would be out of there. <laughs> but he did well. He did well to reverse. So he'd detach himself from the front wing, and then he was able to drive back to the pits. But that brought out a virtual safety car. Yeah. The first of oh. four, I think. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Virtual safety cars are so boring. Oh, they really like safety cars. Safety cars bring excitement. Virtual safety cars do nothing but bore me. <laughs> I remember sitting there and just going, "I'm bored. Do something. Bring out a real car." Oh dear, but that um that collision with Seb meant that Yuki got a five second penalty then. Yeet. Seb was also in the wars a bit because he had a bit of a tangle with Kimmy. They had a bit of a <laughs> Everyone just wanted to get close to Sebastian Vettel. Like the the Aston Martins were already not having the best time around this track, and then just everyone had it in for them. <laughs> and then because of that second lot of contact between Seb and Kimmy, we had another very brief virtual safety car for debris. And this whole time, it's like Lewis is getting close to Max and almost getting into DRS, and then there'd be a virtual safety car. Exactly. And it would like just string them out a little bit more and oh. Interestingly that during one of the virtual safety cars, Alonso got onto the radio calling for a full safety car, saying that the circuit was in the worst state it had been all weekend and he didn't understand yep. why the safety car wasn't deployed. <laughs> hey, honestly, I agree. I agreed with him. I I would love I mean, this wouldn't happen. But once Seb Fernando retires, Kimmy wouldn't be interested, so I'm not going to include Kimmy. Um, <laughs> if they were on Kimmy, as soon as Kimmy's retiring, he's off. We're never seeing him no, again. <laughs> literally. Genuinely. <laughs> you won't hear from him again. Um, no. <laughs> I would love it if they were on some kind of board, like a safety board, because they are so wise. <laughs> I thought you were going to suggest that they should be the safety car drivers. <laughs> no, I would love to see that. That would be great. Oh my god, Seb, Seb and Fernando for the safety car drivers when they retire. I don't please. think the salary would be good enough for them. Oh, but it'd be iconic. It'd be iconic though. Lap thirty-three, safety car ended. However, two laps later, it was brought back out. It was determined that oh, there was still was more debris. debris. However, it was only out very briefly once more. Yeah. There was one shot at one point of um, an Aston Martin comes around the corner and then just in the background, you just see a bit of debris <laughs> flying out from nowhere. And it, it was, it made me, I don't know if I was delirious at that point from the race, but it did make me chuckle quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we had lap 36, Lewis caught Max. 
Max was not yielding for anything. He was not giving up that place, oh, which resulted. No, this is interesting. We had contact. <laughs> oh, ah. <laughs> We're getting to that point of the race. <laughs> so, Max seemingly slowed down in the middle of the track. Lewis. Well, because this had come because Lewis had tried to overtake. No, well, and then Max the had pushed him off, and then the FIA was saying, you need to give the place back. Yeah. So, I think all of it was a big communication mess. The FIA told Red Bull first that Max oh, which had was to stupid. give the place back. So Max had that knowledge, but that was before they had told Lewis that Max was going to give him the place back. So Max, slow, he shouldn't have slowed down how he did in the way he did, <laughs> but he did. Certainly should not have. <laughs> He slowed down to give the place back. However, Lewis did, at that moment in time, did not have knowledge. He wasn't told yet that that was the plan. Yeah, so, I think Lewis could have, in that moment, very easily thought, is it a virtual safety car? And you've got to think, if he's thinking maybe it's virtual safety car, he can't overtake Max. <laughs> Which makes, to me, it's like, when people are like, well, why didn't he just overtake him when he was slowing down? Like, if Lewis doesn't know why Max is slowing down... And there'd been so many virtual safety cars already. But obviously as well, they both wanted the DRS advantage. Which is why Max did what he did, which was, in my opinion, quite reckless, quite silly. Oh, I don't even... <laughs> I like Max. Let me clarify. I like Max, but I don't think it was a good idea to slam on the brakes. <laughs> so that thing was a whole, in the middle of the a track. whole communication mess, a whole... The whole thing yeah. was very messy. Neither team impressed, neither team happy. Um, lap 42, Max and then, then when did got get the hint. Max then gave the place back. But it, was it? Was it, a, it wasn't really. Well, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to take it because he took it back immediately, didn't he? He did it in a way which meant that he could... Technically, he gave it back, but, you know, as a racer... You're not allowed. You're not allowed that, you to know. do that. I found out since <laughs> since 2008 or something, because Lewis had done the same thing, and then they sort of changed the rules to be like, okay, you, you can't immediately take it back when you've given it. I think. Don't, don't get angry at me, please. <laughs> so, so, yeah. After that, lap 43 max it was then announced he was getting a five second time penalty for leaving the track and gaining an advantage it's just i think everyone was just a bit confused it is confusing because so much happened so much could have been investigated when it was announced he got this penalty it was like okay for what instance (laughs) yeah which 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 time oh max but then, oh, <laughs> not long after it was announced he was getting that penalty, Lewis was able to get the overtake on Max. Yeah, and Max's tyres were just... And that was that going, was it he'd then, at, really. at the second red flag, right, second red flag he'd changed yeah. to mediums, which 
was a bit like, oh dear, why are you doing that Red Bull? I know they're taking a risk and hoping there'd be safety cars and stuff, but his tyres by the end of the race were dropping off. So I don't think, think even without the penalty or that, I think he wouldn't have been able to hang on. Personally. And anyway, sorry if you don't think so. It's my opinion. This race was so bizarre. <laughs> it was like things were being made up as it was going along. Almost felt like that, didn't it? It, it really <laughs> did. Um, Pull it out of a hat. Lap 46, Seb retired from the race. Um, fair enough. Fair enough, he wasn't. <laughs> Shout out Seb, by the way. Yeah. Seb, um, on the Thursday, I think it was, organised a karting event for women in Saudi Arabia, um, which was really lovely, really positive, considering Saudi's... Um, Considering the drama and negativity going on in Saudi Arabia, if I'm going to use the terms that Daniel Ricardo used. Oh um, but yeah, really nice to see see that. And so what, shout out Seb. And what Sorry I that he had to retire about from the race. Seb as well. He does these thing like these gestures and stuff, but it, he's so genuine about it. It's not a PR thing. because yeah. you never hear about That's it until after it's happened. Yeah. He does it I think for it's himself like, yeah. and he knows that he wants to make the difference. He's not doing it because, oh, I want to make a show of it and make myself look great. Yeah. He genuinely wants to make a difference. Yeah, I think with him and Lewis, you can tell that they're genuinely, like, feel about the causes they're so that passionate. they are acti- ac- activists. I almost said activating for. But yeah, and it's nice to see drivers that care i know that mick also has yeah. the sort of rainbow merch on as well and, and can i say lewis's helmet if they ever bring out a mini helmet of that helmet i want to buy it i've never bought a mini helmet before but that helmet is beautiful it is so nice and actually this weekend lewis said that during i think it was one of the free practices when he was sent to the stewards he went into the stewards room and for the first time in his career he saw a woman in there a female steward and he saw yeah. another man in there a man of colour by the way and he said for the first time in his career he saw that diversity in the stewards room I know. he could have been given like a template group penalty and he would have been smiling <laughs> still he was he was a happy chappy <laughs> he's making such a difference in this sport I was thinking the other day mm-hmm. what would Formula 1 look like if it wasn't for Lewis Hamilton today would it be I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still heavily male dominated, heavily white. But you can start to see slowly the diversity growing and if it wasn't for Lewis, would we be at the extent yeah. that we are now? Exactly. I don't think we exactly. would be. Shout out. Anyway. Legend. Very last bit of the race. It was looking so, so good for Esteban. The last lap, he was doing so so great. Bottas (laughs) overtook him, but then he managed to get it back. And then on the line. Oh my gosh. Imagine if that was for first. (laughs) But I felt so bad for Esteban. I I was very happy for Valtteri and I wanted Valtteri to get that um, third, honestly. But... I did. I was like, if it was a different day, different race, I would have wanted it for Esteban, but with Valtteri's 100th race for Mercedes plus the constructors. And I will say, 
whilst I don't mind who wins the drivers, I would very much like Mercedes to win the constructors. <laughs> and now it's interesting because Valtteri, gain- I think without Valtteri getting that third anyway, because Perez, because Checo DNF'd. But I think it's safe to say that bar a disaster at Abu Dhabi, Mercedes have won the constructors. Yeah, I think I think that is more than likely the case at this point. But yeah, that pretty much sums up the race. I am aware. Well, I'm aware there is a lot that I mean, there's some more stuff that we will go into in a sec. There is probably a lot during that race that happened that we haven't covered. However, we can't be here for hours. <laughs> yeah, please. We've been recording for almost an hour now. Um <laughs> and we could have delved into the Max and Lewis incidents into more detail. However, I'm not in a position we to do that to. and I don't want to. <laughs> we don't we haven't seen the telemetry and if we did see the telemetry, we wouldn't know what it's talking about. So basically, what we're trying to say is if you want our thoughts on what happened, then um look at what Bryson says about it. We will probably agree with Bryson. In Bryson <laughs> we trust. <laughs> in Bryson we trust. Um <laughs> It was just a a whole fat mess. Um, Like, uh, the result, I'm happy with the result. The result is what I wanted. (laughs) In that we're now equal points. You know, equal points going into the final race has only happened once ever in F1 history. That's amazing. I want to say, 74 or 76 or something, it's when um, Emerson Fittipaldi won. But it's funny looking at different point systems because I'm pretty sure they were both on like 59 points <laughs> going into the end, which is um pretty cool. So but yeah, what? who would have thought? We're literally, like, Mac, it may as well be Max is on one point, Lewis is on zero. Like, everything that's happened in the season now, almost everything doesn't matter in terms, in terms of the drivers, not the constructors, obviously. It's but so It's so like, crazy. It is... It's so. This is so cool. I should watch F one more often. <laughs> it's the Rachel effect. So. And I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> After the race, Lewis and Max both called to the stewards. Max and Lewis. Da, da. Lewis and Max. Da, 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 da. And then it was finally announced that Max, Max was getting a ten second time penalty and two penalty points. For that put him on seven. Yeah. Something like that. Um, didn't didn't change the result. <laughs> it still finished second. Nope. But it's just another 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 thing that happened. Who would you say was the biggest loser from the race? I would say Esteban bless him. But there are many candidates. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um. I know we need to go through. The, uh, we'll go through the top ten because. <laughs> I want to point out someone that's been on somewhat of a streak. <laughs> also, can I just say as well, did you did you see that uh, Fernando went on softs at the end? Yeah. Now, I know he had major vibrations, <coughs> but if you if you look at his times, he was totally trying to get that fastest lap <laughs> point. And I you know what? I think Fernando's great. He's hilarious, very entertaining. But in my mind, I think it's highly likely that he wasn't getting that fastest lap point for Alpine. He was trying to take it away from Lewis. <laughs> Oh man, shout out Fernando for existing. Um, so P1, Lewis Hamilton, fastest lap. 
P2 was Max Verstappen. P3, Valtteri Bottas. P4, Espan Ocon. P5, Daniel Ricciardo. P5. It's a good result there. P6 was P... No. It was um, Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly it was P6. Oh, of course he was. Why would I, why would I doubt that he would be in his favourite position? Um, P7, Ch, 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 Ch or Ch, 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 mm-hmm. P7 was Charlie, yeah. P8 was, K, K, Carlos, Carlos Sainz, P9 was Antonio Giovinazzi, if I remember right, <laughs> okay, I thought I was getting excited then, and then it was going to be wrong, no, shout out, shout out Gio. Two points, let's go. And then P10 was one point Lando. <laughs> now, I do recognise that he got two points last, uh, last race in Qatar. But I just find it quite amusing that he's on a bit of a streak. And it's really not been much fault of his own. <laughs> it just happens. He, had, he, he, he did quite well, actually, today. You wouldn't think it from the result, but... Because he, he got screwed over a bit by the... I say today, it was yesterday. He got screwed over by the the first red flag because he was one of the ones that pitted under the safety car because he was on softs and it made sense to pit as soon as. And then I think he got caught up a bit in the sort of Perez crash which pushed him down to, I want to say, P16. Yeah, something like that. And then I think for the second restart, the FIA didn't get back to McLaren in time as to whether he could start P13 because that's where he was before. The crash, so he ended up starting further down the grid when than he was actually supposed to, I think. So, yeah, props props to Lando from making the best out of a bad hand, I guess. <laughs> he had a bit of a nightmare, bless him. Um, can I can I ask you a question, Chloe? Yeah. What do do you think that Max's ten second time penalty applied after the race was a fair penalty? Let me. Let me <laughs> I I apologize for for the controversy, but <coughs> let me just get up the official. Do Okay. The interesting thing to sort of compare it to is it's basically the same penalty, the same. Okay, so the steward given as Lewis's yeah. Silverstone debacle. The sudden braking by the car of thirty three was determined by the stewards to be erratic and hence the predominant cause of the collision and hence the standard penalty of 10 seconds for this type of incident is imposed can i give my maybe controversial i don't know depends on who you like opinion if it was someone who wasn't in the title fight they would have gotten a worse penalty potentially yeah they are very <laughs> cautious at the minute to penalise Max or Lewis too drastically in fear that their actions are going to determine the championship. <laughs> yep. They don't want a decision to decide it, basically. Exactly. Um, which is a bit dodgy. <laughs> But that's what the FIA have been like all the race. (laughs) So, yeah, that was a race. It happened. Um, We'll be back to Saudi Arabia in, what, three or four months? Hopefully Um, by the next time 
the drivers arrive there um there'll be a few tweaks a few adjustments and everything should be a bit smoother hopefully either that or they just don't go (laughs) (laughs) can't be asked can't be asked with it so yeah that was uh that race we've gotten through it any news this week that we can think of I can quickly... I saw something... Um, while you're having a quick look, I saw something that sort of said about the rumours of where the sprint races will be next year. Oh, yeah. A uh, bit fuming that Silverstone wasn't on that list because I'm going there. And it should be. I think it should be. If they're going to do... Because my thing is they had Zandvoort on there. Which, you know, we all watch Zandvoort. I love the passion. But what? where are the overtakes? Where are the overtakes? Like, at least Silverstone, we had blowing Fernando Alonso making his way through the field. I mean, even Max got ahead of Lewis, because Lewis was on... was Speed King, and then Max got Paul. What's going to happen in Zambot? You know, if you want to go somewhere with passionate fans, go to Silverstone, because I'll be there, (laughs) and I want to see it. I might be biased, but that's just what I want. That is suggested as well, one in Bahrain, which would be the first race of the season would have a sprint race. That would be fun. That would be fun. I'm trying to think, I think I think Monza was on there that again. That could actually I think be Canada very was on there. interesting. Because mm. you know what reliability is like at the start of the season. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I think I think Canada was on there. Monza. There'll be one. There'll be one later on. <laughs> Poor Canadians. They're like, we haven't been here in so long. You can just have all the action. <laughs> just have all the action. Come on. <laughs> Nothing, nothing news. Oh, obviously, this is worth a mention. The legend that is Frank Williams sadly passed yes. away. I mentioned this in last week's episode, oh, brilliant. sort of post production. But you know, we haven't we haven't had chance <laughs> together to say anything about it. So yeah, bit of a shock. Can't say I saw it coming. He's just such a huge. A huge name in the sport, such a legend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just what well, what one of those like one in a lifetime Honestly. kind of people who just found their calling. Yeah. My thoughts go yeah. to Claire and the whole family at Williams. Yeah, no, I agree. But let's remember him as he was, which was friggin' legend. Crikey, what a legend! Yeah, and what any other. Not, not Any other news? Not really. I'm trying to think if anything's happened to me this week. Anything, you had anything? Any fun um, things? Missed my flight in an airport. Top tip, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, if you're planning on flying during COVID, make sure you have all of your documentation. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Chloe. It's just one of them. I've learned for a bit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. It's done. Um, now I've I think the longest um, I've never missed a flight, but I think the longest delay I've had was probably in like two hours. But my worst ever sort of journey would have been like I remember one time we were going down to London for a trip, but then there was a storm, so we got down. We got to Peterborough, and they were like the train can't go any further because something's on the track. So we got off, got on another train. That train had to stop and go back to Peterborough. Then we couldn't get on any trains because they were packed. And genuinely, I'm sorry if anyone listening to this lives in Peterborough, but, but I never want to visit Peterborough ever again. I hate it. 
I hate it so much. I spent so long there trying to get on a train. Then by the time we got there, we were planning on going first to the V&A Museum, so Victoria and Albert Museum. Then we were going to go to Planet Hollywood to eat. And then we we're going to go see Phantom of the Opera. So we get to London um, and <laughs> we get to London and the tube station at King's Cross was closed. And at this point, we'd already missed our chance to go to V&A and we're like, we're going to have to walk to the theatre. Oh no. So with our suitcases and everything, we're marching across London, just got there in time for Phantom of the Opera. But then afterwards, we went to Planet Hollywood because it was right nearby. We're just like, can, can we just eat now? I know our booking was earlier. And, you know, they let us. It was very nice. Had a pizza. Yeah, but, you know, end of the day, the, the main takeaway from that is... Um, just can't can't be asked to go down to London. Hate travelling. <laughs> I also was at London over the weekend because I saw a New Zealand band called Six Sixty. <laughs> Haven't heard of them. Ca- can't say I knew many of the songs. Can't say I knew any of the songs actually. <laughs> um, but it was funny. It was just one of them things. Just vibey. Just vibey, and. Apologies for the waffle that has been this (laughs) podcast episode. Yes, we've just been trying to get through that race. Hopefully Abu Dhabi is not boring. I don't want it to be boring because it's the last race of the season and whoever wins. But hopefully it's just not a mess. (laughs) Right. Hopefully it'll be very fun, very exciting. We'll have a good good time. Can't believe it's the last one. (laughs) Last race of the season. Can't believe it. That's weird. Anyway, that is it for this episode of The Rookies. What are we talking about next week? Um, next week we'll be looking at the Abu Abu Dhabi GP. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's in Abu Dhabi. Yes, Marina. Abu Dhabi GP. Yes, and we Marina. will be <laughs> Yas Marina. And we will be talking about the F1 2021 World Drivers Champion. We'll know who it we is. will know it. We will know who it That's is. mental. Wow. If you want to keep up to date with the podcast, then make sure to follow us on our socials at the Rookies F1 podcast on Instagram and at the Rookies F1 on Twitter and YouTube. And make sure to tune in next week and have a simply, simply lovely, lovely day. day. <laughs> Alright, bye-bye. See you in Abu Dhabi. Oh my gosh, next time we'll know who's the winner. Ah!